The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, question. Do you have focus in your life? Okay, another question. Are you living with laser focus? So according to Andy Stanley, actually Charles Stanley is Or Charles Stanley, yes. Yes, you are correct. They're all in the Stanley family, so we're good to go. So Charles says... God understands our disappointment, suffering, pain, fear, and doubt. He is always there to encourage our hearts and help us understand that he's sufficient for all our needs. When I accepted this as an absolute truth in my life, I found that my worrying stopped. Okay, that that is an awesome quote. And you, you can't even comprehend. I mean, it sounds good when you hear it as a quote that if you accept all of that absolute truth, then your worrying will stop. Mm-hmm. And it might... You might be able to grasp it for like five minutes, but then you go into something that you need to worry about. It'll help so. you have that laser focus. Yes. But can you imagine what it would look like if you if you really did that? And even today, look at um, the guest on our show and see if it really will tweak your thought process enough for you to make a difference in your day. And um, you're going to give us a challenge here? I am going to give us a, cha- a challenge because if we expect to be tweaked with our two special guests, pastor, leadership advocate, and author of a new book called Imagine, his name is Pat McCullough, and he um, he's also a, a very close, dear friend. We actually got to spend the day with him yesterday, um, so we're so excited to have him on the show. And we're also going to have church planner's wife um, and a woman of focus, Susie Lance. Okay, but before we get too much farther... Just want to remind you, you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we like to rally you to the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about our, our show today and some other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, so I since we're talking about focus and absolute truth and kind of combining that, how they kind of mesh together, I have a story, story time. So last week, I like story yeah, you, you're talking about tweaking, you know, yes. are we going to, you know, cause kind of our goal of our show every week, when we put this all together, we try to get dynamic guests that will really, when, when you listen to the show, you walk away with something to, um, apply to your day or your week. Even it just if it's a you nugget, to think. a nugget that goes, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to use that nugget and I'm going to apply it and it's going to tweak, it's it, going to tweak my life and I'm going to think differently. So I last, last week my life got tweaked. And I kind of talked about it a little bit last week on the show. I attended a conference, Pink Impact, with Gateway Community Church in, in Dallas. And fabulous speakers, fabulous team. It was just amazing. But there was one, one of the sessions really did tweak me because, um, and it was Charlotte Gamble who, who spoke. And it, it tweaked me be, 
first of all, because she had she did it visually too, yeah. as well as verbally. So that always, you know, you lean in and you go, okay, you got me, because I'm such a visual person. Well, she talked about seats, okay, and she had talked about how she was trying to she wanted to attend an event, and you know, she got online and and it was a big arena, and you have the choices of which I don't seats. like. I don't like looking at those. That I mass, know when you go chart, to a concert, yeah. you're like, really, that it's that much, and I'm in the nosebleed section, mm-hmm. so it's still really yeah. high, and you go, but I want to be on the floor. I want to be up close, but, but I don't want to pay $400. Exactly. <laughs> so she was telling this dilemma because she was going to take her kids. So she's looking at, and you know, when you see the chart online, the seats are in different colors. You know, yeah. you have your green seats, your red seats, and then their gold seats are the ones right up front. And those are the highest priced seats. So she was saying how she got on this and it created this tension, this dilemma, Yeah. because you want to be the good mom too yeah. and go nothing but the best for my children. But then you go, <laughs> But I don't want to pay that. But I don't want to pay the price. <laughs> exactly. I'll go ahead and get the one with the pole right in front of my yes. face. <laughs> so, so she said, okay, so you, you have a, uh, a choice. And she kind of did it like three different, different seats. And so she said, you have the ones up front, which is the gold seats, which are right there with the best view. You are engaged. You're right there. The next ones would be like the green seats. And they're, they're okay, but they're not, you know, you're not as engaged, not as close. And then there's like the red seats in the balcony the nosebleed, but they are the ones that have the obstructed view. And there's a reason why you pay less because usually there is a pole or a pillar (laughs) or there's something in the way. So you're, you can see it, but there's an obstructed view. And her point was, we're all in the same arena, but we all have different seats. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, God's calling us to sit in the gold seat Mm -hmm. and engage with him. But so many times we're not willing to pay that price Mm -hmm. because we we go, you know, God, I want to be in the gold seat, but I want to pay the obstructed seat price, Mm -hmm. the one that has, you know, the distorted views. Yes. And so many times we settle, it's like, we go, well, this is good enough because I'm still in the arena with everybody. This is good enough. I can sit back here. And yet God is saying, no, I want you in the gold seat with me because I want you to have the very, very best. But so many times to have the very best, we have to be willing to pay the price, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. And that's part of knowing what the truth is. And that's part of, um, staying focused, going, I want that gold seat so bad that I'm willing to eliminate this or pay a price for that. So when you know the truth like that, the Mm -hmm. truth, you really are golden. God calls us to be golden, you know, sit in the golden seats and he, and his truth says, you are golden. You're my golden child, sit in the gold seats. But so many times we don't know what truth is anymore. And we don't know what is true and what is, you know, kind of the gray side of truth. Well, and we don't so know it's what hard to focus. focus on. We don't know what to focus on. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what's hard. It's like, I can hear you and I can go, yes, you know, with, with arms like jumping up and down going, I want the golden seats. I want to be there right there front row with, with God. But then you go, what does that look like? We can see it. We can read about it. But um, we, don't, we don't really know what to focus on. So daily, how, how do I get up every day? What am I going to sacrifice? What am I going to do to move forward? Um, and we it, were talking about earlier, kind of like what's absolute truth. We had put that in our postcard yes. and then staying focused. And it's like, if you're not focused and if you're not willing to pay the price and, and to really learn and have conversations, you don't really know what absolute truth is and what truth is. And then I think that's where you just have to go. Okay. Maybe it's today that you focus on, okay, God, what, what does it look like for me to be golden? What is my purpose? And do I want it badly enough? Am I just talking about it? I know this, this is silly, but, um, I, I am a sugar addict and I, I'll eat whatever meal I eat. I want something just sweet afterwards. And it, it's just crazy how I will let that, I, I will allow that to, um, 
to be a part of my habit and to be a part of my day. And so today I claimed it that I was just for 24 hours, I was not going to eat sugar. And I know that's ridiculous. Some people would, I mean, my husband would be like, oh, please, you know, that's like saying I'm not going to floss my but teeth or something. But that's huge and that's doable because so many times we'll go, I'm going to quit sugar for the next year. Well, that's not doable. Yes. You know, but if you say, and if it's just one day at a time, so I'm with you in your one day. <laughs> well, and I have to go, because this morning, you know, you want to put sugary stuff in your coffee or whatever. I have to go, okay, how badly am I committed to this? How badly do I want it? If this is what I'm going to focus on and this is my goal and this is, you know, my purpose of the day, it's not have, have sugar. And, well, and it does help you stay focused because then you know what to say no to. And yes. what to say yes to because you have a, uh, you have a focus and a purpose. Well, and, and that, that's where we want to go with this is have some, some tips on what, what is your focus? How do you stay focused? It might be losing weight. It might be, um, you know, we just talked to a gal the other day. It's just getting unstuck from a, a rut. That is her focus is I'm in this place of inadequacy. I feel unworthy. How do I get unstuck? Um, from this rut of these emotions and, and these lies. Um, so, and you have to want it bad enough, like we said, to stay focused because it just doesn't happen on its own. Well, and, and one thing is to don't be afraid to dream a big dream. So if you really want, if today is that day that you're going, okay, I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to listen to what these guests have to say on how to stay focused. And I'm going to dream a big dream. And there was a quote that I just read, Tommy Newberry's book. Um, it says, nurture great thoughts. For you will never go higher than your thoughts. And that's something I had to go, whoa, what? That you know, almost has that new agey feel to it. But it's truly, it's going back to Philippians 4.8 where, you know, God does have a vision for our future. And he wants us to live an excellent life worthy of praise and even beyond our wildest imagination like Ephesians 3.20. That so many times though we're stuck in that, you know, in that just like that gal, where we can't go beyond those thoughts because... Those thoughts in your mind, um, we we can't imagine anything else. Other, and it's 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 our focus. Well, don't you think so many times, especially as women, we we settle and we compromise. And like when we say, "Don't be afraid to dream a big dream," and some people say, "I can't even get through yeah. the day today." So to tell me to dream a big dream is paralyzing to me. But it just starts with increments, like what even what you're doing with sugar. For this day, I'm not going <laughs> to eat sugar. So it's just increments of going. Okay, to move forward to I can get to the point to dream a big dream again, because God does want that. Yeah. And that's part of sitting in the golden seat. And and but we have to start just changing the story we tell ourselves. Yeah. Which is and, which is visualizing the big dream because otherwise we tend to visual visualize what we already have. So right. if you're not visualizing something to get out of this rut. But you have to start identifying what do you even want and what do what do you like? Um and, and, and what do you, what do you see for your, for your life? You know? And so even thinking about that, staying, staying focused, staying on track and we have, you have to force yourself to do that because well, it doesn't happen. And, and I know we just have a couple minutes before we go into our commercial break, but one of the things is, is surrounding yourself with people who, who also have those similar goals. If you're surrounding, surrounding yourself with people that are also stuck, you can, you can, you know, get into a whining and complaining um, circle and cycle, but create new habits. I, just like the sugar thing, you have to move from something that is stagnating you to one that is it's beneficial and it's empowering. And you have to do it. I'm just doing my 24 hours, but you you should really you know a habit they say takes 21 to 30 days, and that can be overwhelming. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
That's why you have to just do it a day at a time. And then before you know it, each day adds up to 21. Well, willpower, it's like a muscle. The more you ex- exercise it, the stronger it will become. But we don't want to exercise that willpower because it's it's easy to just go, eh, eh, not so much. And, and uh, the biggest thing, you and I talk about this a lot, is procrastination. That is truly a thief of, of your time. And if you're really visualizing these great big dreams, you have to get on it. You can't procrastinate. You have to go, okay, but today is the day that I'm going to make it happen. Well, basically the bottom line is when you know the truth, that is how you can narrow your focus and have the greatest impact. And we all want to have the greatest impact in our day. And it starts today. So we want to challenge you. Keep listening to our show. Coming up next, we're going to have um, church planning wife, Susie Lance. And following her would be Pat McCullough, leadership guru and author. We'll be right back with Girlfriend at Radio. Thanks for hanging. is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Viktor Frankl, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
Her Show. Our guest right now is Susie Lance, and she is a church planner wife of the church Love Canton in Canton, Ohio. Susie and her husband, Jason Lance, began an adventure called Love Canton almost four years ago, and it is a church of small churches, missional communities called Villages. I love that. Um, which is living as disciples of Jesus Christ. And her current role at Love Canton is to resource and develop missional communities. Susie loves caring for leaders and setting people up to succeed in what God has called them to do. And God has taught her a great deal through trial by fire, and she feels compelled to share what she's learned in the process. Well, and she is also a girlfriend, a part of a dynamic network for Church Planter's Wife, which is so significant, and the network is called Bloom. And one of our our plans and our uh, kind of our goals for 2013 was to continue to encourage women through resources and relationships, and as a result, we have actually partnered with Bloom, which is a part of of a larger organization called Stadia. And Stadia is bringing people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. A great organization that my husband and I have been affiliated with and just so hard, you know, so believe in. Because it is hard when you're starting a new venture. You mm-hmm. need to know you have people surrounding you. And and Stadia likes to say, we, we both love this tagline, there's 7 billion reasons why we need to do this because that's how many people are on the planet. So um, Bloom is a thriving ministry of Stadia. And Bloom provides inspiration, encouragement, and resources for planter spouses so they can provide the same for their families, staffs, and churches. So join us in welcoming our guest and our girlfriend, Susie Lance. It's, it's an honor to have you, Susie. Well, thanks. It's an honor to be here. And I love this topic that you're talking about today. Um, it is definitely near and dear to my heart, um, not only the concept of absolute truth, because I think there is a serious disregard for absolute truth anymore, um, especially in the younger generation. You just see all the questioning, the doubts. Um, but then also, you know, as you were talking about how to make, how to stay focused and make a greater impact. Um, I'm a former cross-country runner. And um, I think that is one of the key you know, aspects, things that I learned early on. It's, it's neat to look back and see how God uses every part of your life. Um, and my time as a runner, being coached and trained, um, I think that's one of the, the key concepts God used um, to teach me just how to stay focused and how to, you know, reach your goals a day at a time. <laughs> so, well, and, and that's a good point. Don't you find when you're disciplined and focused in one area, it, it it bleeds into the other areas. It just, it's contagious. So then it totally does impact the other areas of your life, like, you know, ministry and even with your family, when you can find that focus and discipline in one, and it really does make a difference holistically in your life. Absolutely. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. So it's neat how God uses a whole person. He uses all of us, um, not just the box that we dub ministry, but he uses all of those different parts and pieces to really make us into who he wants us to be so we can, you know, do the things that he's created us to do. So I love that, Susie, that um, that how you're using the, the same discipline and staying focused, comparing it to being a cross-country runner. It's, it's so funny because Lisa and I were just um, speaking up in uh, northern Arizona, and I, I that's where I did a lot of my cross-country country training because I'm a runner mm-hmm. as well. And um, I was just sharing the story how when you don't feel like running some of those meets and you would literally be praying that you would trip and fall and get a bloody knee so you would have an excuse and have a vision. Uh-huh. 
your coach to see that you have blood dripping down. Like I really did fall and hurt myself. <laughs> and we do that in, in so many other things that, that in life, you know, you want to have that laser focus and you want to excel and you want to compete and you want to, you want to win because Paul says to run the race. But so many times it's like, Oh, if I could just trip right now, because this is really tough and it's hard and I am getting tripped up and I want to quit. I want to get right. out of the game. So it's a great, great comparison with that. Okay, so let us Absolutely. ask you, how do you personally keep your focus in ministry and, and to effectively do the things that God's putting on your heart? Because especially as, as uh, pastors' wives, but just women in general, because we have that nurturing heart and um, kind of that, that soft spot for people a little bit more, you see uh-huh. so many needs around you. I mean, it just bombards you. There's always somebody, you know, help, help me fund this um, you know, this activity or this organization, and they're all great, great causes. There's so many great causes. And it's so hard because you want to, you find yourself wanting, yes, I want to do that one. Yes. I want to do this one, but you really do have to narrow your focus and go, where can I give the greatest impact with my life? Time wise, resources wise, relationally, all of that. So how do you keep focus amidst all the things that scream at you for your attention? Right. Well, and I think with us in particular, we worked in an urban area um, in more of a impoverished community, um, and so the needs aren't always even just organizational, but very real people <laughs> staring you in the face. Um, and I think there's there's three things that God has really taught me um, over the past couple of years of how to be effective um, and not be overwhelmed. And I think first and foremost, the premise is you know recognize fully that it is God who's going to do the work. And it sounds so cliche and easy, but um, if I don't start with that premise and that foundation, really from John fifteen five, where Jesus tells his disciples, apart from me, you to do nothing, then I'm really setting myself up to be completely overwhelmed and consumed. Um, often I can try to see all the needs and play the role of superwoman because I'm a get-her-done kind of person. I can just, you know begin to quickly, you know, start answering needs without recognizing that it is God behind it. Um, And I think secondly, flowing out of that, is to actually stop and take the time to listen, to listen first to God, you know, to take some time out in the morning before I begin my day, before I rush off to the things that I need to do, meetings I need to attend to, um, people I need um, to be around, and to actually just stop and be with God and let Him focus my heart and focus my priorities for the day, because often I find when I do that, the things that I thought were top-notch and important fall right to the bottom of the list, and mm-hmm. God prompts me to call that one person who maybe was last on my um, list of things to do and people to get back to, um, and it's always amazing when I do take the time to listen and walk with the Spirit instead of just following my own agenda. Um, so I think to stop and take time to listen first to God, but then also to the people um, who I think I need to serve so badly. Um, I think as leaders sometimes we can just charge ahead with our own agenda and not really have that awareness of what people need. Um, And so I've really begun to make that a practice where I stop and listen and ask often, um, especially to the leaders that I'm developing, so what do you really need? Um, What is going to help you? Because it's really powerful when it's coming from them. Um, there's a really good book by Steve Corbett and Brian Fickert. Um, it's called When Helping Hurts. 
Um, and it has to do with helping people in poverty. And sometimes when we think um, something's going to help, it actually hurts because um, instead of allowing them uh, the power to do it themselves, we try to do things for them and enable um, the very people that we're trying to, to help. And I think although it's um, the book is targeted towards those in poverty and helping people um, in more of that context, I think just by reading it, it has helped me in all areas um, where I'm trying to help or do or serve. I stop and, and ask myself, is this really what's needed um, or is it what I think is needed? Um, and I think the third thing that has really helped me have a, a greater impact is to really understand how God has specifically and uniquely gifted me. For many years, I struggled with self-worth or even being someone who would volunteer my talents or efforts. But God has a sense of humor, and uh, he forced me into a role of being a pastor's wife and a church planning <laughs> pastor's wife. So I didn't really have the option. <laughs> um, and I think I had to ask the real question, okay, God, who am I right now in this season of life? And what have you made me specifically to do? What is my contribution to this particular church at this particular time? Um, and that alone, just taking some time to really figure that out, to study the scriptures, to ask people um, what they see, how you know the Holy Spirit comes out of me specifically, that helped me so much to have clarity to decide what I would say yes to and what I would say no to, and then what I would ask other people to do. Because I found that I was doing um, some jobs or things that actually God had called other people to do, and I was limiting them um, just by trying to do it all myself. And so I think those are the three things specifically that I that's really helped me, um, you know, narrow that focus. Well, and those are three great tips because in each one of those you could just do you know volumes and, and segments on. <laughs> Because it, it's one thing to say them, but it's another thing to practice them. And, you know, even the listening thing and being still, that is so hard, especially for women, because we wake up in the morning and, and um, just the demands of life start screaming and pulling at you. And you really have to be focused to go, this is what is a priority and what matters. And to, um, to be intentional with that and not just, you know, have heartedly go into it because otherwise you will totally get distracted and you won't even realize it. And that's what happens so many times. I start, I can, you know, I will see something. I'm like, yes, I'm going to stay here. And then I will see something and my attention will drift and I don't even know it's drifting. So it's like, sure. and like what you said, knowing what to say yes to, what to say no to. And, um, unfortunately we only, we have less than two minutes in the segment. Oh. And, You've wow. given some great, great tips and pointers, and we just appreciate, first of all, you coming on the show, the, the network of Bloom and all the girlfriends there, uh, your leadership of each one of you individually and corporately as, as, a, as an organization for women is astounding, and we highly you know, recommend to people, anybody who wants to begin church planning, you've got to check out Stadia and, and Bloom because you guys uh, have worked through and know what to do. But one thing, as, as we close this, we have less than a minute. What is one thing you just want to leave our listeners with that you have learned and an, an insight that will tweak their day? I think no matter where you are, God has something for you to do. You don't have to do everything, but just start small. Ask Him today, Lord, what what do you want? What do you have for me today? And maybe it's just going over and saying hello to your next door neighbor. Um, but 
ask God where he's already working and join him there today. I think that is key to following after Jesus. And, you know, and it doesn't have to be something so huge. Like you said, it's, it can be something so simple. Walk across the street to your neighbor or give a smile. So thank you, Susie, Absolutely. for joining our show and just sharing some great insights and helping us stay focused. We'll be right back with our guest, Pat McCullough. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriended. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90-plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's talking Smack with Beth, the real sports mom. It's one hour of hot topics that matter to sports moms and athletes. We'll be bringing you tips and advice from the leaders in youth sports today, as well as some inspiring stories from athletes and sports moms. With our own Sports Moms Roundtable, you're invited to be part of our show. We strive to educate and empower sports moms everywhere. Join us for Talkin' Smack with Beth, the real sports mom, every Thursday at 12 noon central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to our show today. With our next guest, we have sat around many tables, a board table, a coffee table, a dream table. Um, Pat McCullough is a leadership guru and someone whose friendship and wisdom we highly esteem. Um, Not sure what this says about you, Pat, but you definitely get us. And (laughs) we love that. Well, Pat, you're a teaching pastor at New Life. And um, you also just lead the community-focused organization, Hope Initiatives. Uh, You've worked with Food for the Hungry, launching their city initiatives program, and also you serve on the advisory board for Slavery No More. But um, one of the things that that we're really excited about is that you've recently co-authored the book Imagine 516. So welcome to Girlfriend It. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. I uh, feel the same about you guys. I've enjoyed our friendship and uh, all that we've accomplished the last few years together. We pay you to say that, so you've you done good, Pat. You've done good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Pat, um, you have been the president and leader of an amazing organization for sex trafficking. Uh, you are an advocate for injustice, and you are a pastor. And now, uh, like we talked about, you've co-authored the book Imagine – Obviously, you're highly focused, so can you give us some insight on how you accomplish staying focused? 
Well, I love what I was listening to your last segment, and I love what your uh, last guest had to say, um, especially that idea that discipline in one area affects other areas. It, it's, it's true. I recently read a book where the author talked about it being keystone habits, that keystone habits have an exponential impact in our life. Uh, Steve and Heath, the gentleman that I co-authored this Imagine 516 book with, we often say that uh, saying no to the good you do that so that you can say yes to the best. Mm. And, and as you shared, that's difficult to say no to the good. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, it's, it allows us to say yeah, uh, yes to the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. And that, that's what's so hard because, once again, we hear it, and now you have to differentiate between uh, what's good and what's the best and uh, just like Susie said, that really comes down to just spending that time, that quiet time with God in the morning to go, okay, I'm giving you this day and lead it and tell me what to say yes, yes. to, what to say no to, and uh, it, it, you have control over it. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's really what the Imagine 516 book is about. Um, it, it, it's focused on Matthew 516 that says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds, and then here's the ultimate goal, and praise your Father in heaven. I love how the message paraphrases the beginning of that section as Jesus' longest sermon or message. It starts by Jesus saying, let me tell you why you're here. And so that's really what our Imagine 516 book is about. It's to give uh, all of us as Christ followers this clarion call that, that, that focuses us and recognizes that the reason we are here is to be lights in our world, to reflect the the love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness of our God. Mm-hmm. Well, and it does matter when you know why, you know, it goes back to that why, knowing why I'm here, then you know, you know, how and what to do. And, and it helps you staying focused, like you said, to say no to good and say yes to the best because you understand the, the, you know, the why to the whole thing. And, and, you know, as we've sat around, like we said earlier, we've sat around many tables with you and seeing just your heart for injustice and, and just being an advocate for leaders and leadership, you have a passion for that. How do you stay focused in your own life that way and surrounding that so you can say yes to the best? Well, if you ask my wife, she would probably say I'm the last guest you should have on here. Uh, regarding staying focused, um, but I, I, I think again, I think again, it goes back to constantly, like your last guest said, it's asking God what He wants us to do, and that's again uh, this. Imagine five sixteen is as we're saying, imagine the potential for you as an individual. Uh, imagine the potential for us as a group of Christ followers if we really did that, if we lived out Matthew 5, 16, to let the light shine. And so it's asking God, how does that play out in my individual life? But letting my light shine is going to look a little different than it is for you to let your light shine, or for uh, the next person to let their light shine, because He's gifted us differently. He's put us in different circles of influence. And so I think it's always coming back to asking God, as your last guest said, what do you want me to do today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love that. And you, you talk about that in your book that, like you said, what, what would happen if, if all of us really focused on that and that began our, our action steps is to go, okay, my, my action for today is to let my light shine. And uh, when you think about with, with Jesus, you know, he came here truly with a mission. And when you're that focused, you are going to 
um, let your light shine. And, and, and so many times I, I know Lisa and I will ask all the time, okay, or what we're doing, is it really making a difference? If we left, is there going to be this huge hole? Is there going to be this void? And, and you do want to do things that, that can make an impact. And I love that it might be as simple as walking next door. It, it could be as simple as, you know, having a cupcake and, and handing it to someone just to let them know that they're special. And that, yeah. that could be the way that you're, you're letting your, your light shine. Well, so many times we rate our impact because we think just walking across the street to a neighbor is not as impactful as, you know, raising all this money for, for some cause or giving, you know, a whole day somewhere. You never know the impact of just one gesture or, or one, one word or one prayer can have. It's like that, one of the things that I, I feel like God has impressed on me is like, you just be obedient what I'm calling you to, to do, no matter how large or how insignificant you think it is, the, the results and the outcome are his. You know, he takes and multiplies and he takes the outcome. And we don't have to worry about that. We just have to do what he's called us to do and not rate it and not compare with it and not compete with it. And that's hard not to do just when we want it because we just want to go and take on the world so many times. And and that's a really good point, Pat. Do you have any any tips on the comparison game? Because so many times we do exactly that. And that can put you in a hole when we start comparing to, oh, but they're really letting their light shine. Yes. Well, and that's where I think that one of the, 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 the most difficult things for us, especially as Western evangelicals, uh, Christ followers in America, is we use a different scorecard than God uses. And when we get back and we really look in, in, in His Word and, and we're allowing His Holy Spirit to speak to us, we begin to realize that God uses a completely different scorecard than most of us use with others or with ourselves. Uh, you know, a quick story I, I, we had as we were taking this journey last year as a church, this Matthew 5.16 journey, and saying, imagine the potential if you lived out Matthew 5.16. Well, a couple months into it, I had a, a lady after church one day, she came to me, and, and she had tears in her eyes, and she said, you know, I started realizing I don't even know my neighbors. So I felt God calling me just to get to know my neighbors. So she went to Costco, she bought some cookies, she took a plate of cookies to each of her neighbors, got to know them, and then she reached into her purse as she was explaining this to me, and she pulled out this old crumpled 3 by 5 card, and it had the names of all of her neighbors and prayer requests that they had given her. They weren't offended as she eventually got to know them and said, how can I pray for you? Every one of her neighbors had given her something that they would like her to, to, to pray about. Mm. I think that when we become focused and we start to let our light shine, what ends up happening is people subconsciously begin to say, well, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Yeah, we definitely want to want to ask, why are, you, why are you doing this? Because we live in such an egotistical world and so narcissistic that we're blown away when someone is going to think about others um, rather than themselves. You know, a, another story that, that we heard from one of the, the Beatles um, manager, the, the previous manager that they had, he, he was, you know, living a, a pretty interesting lifestyle. And years later, after he had, you know, been with the Beatles and been with all these these other bands and um, lived the, the life of, you know, basically drugs, you know, rock and roll, alcohol, he um, became a believer and he was speaking, I think, at Saddleback Church, and a woman came up to him and said, at youth camp, we were told to pray over these names, and she got the Beatles manager, and she'd been, her and her girlfriends had been praying for him for years, and the fact that 
now here she was listening to him speak at this church and she was able to go up to to him and say i you know i didn't know who you were but i've been praying for you and wow. i mean that is letting your light shine that is being committed Absolutely. to something other than yourself to go okay god what do you want me to do? How can I be obedient? And then for God to give her the blessing of showing her the results of mm-hmm. that prayer. Is you never really, know the yeah. outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it goes back to that, that question that, that I think when we live out what Jesus called us to live out of Matthew five sixteen, consciously or subconsciously, people start asking, why are you doing this? And that's mm-hmm. the question we want the world to ask. Mm-hmm. And you know what, if they are, if somebody's asking you, why are you doing this? That is kind of an, a little insight and tip that you are focused on something because they're recognizing that you're doing something. So many times we go, am I really focused? Because it is so easy to be scattered in our thoughts and, and want to do several things at one time. And, and we can it sometimes do that, but sometimes you can get so off course that you don't even realize you're going down a different trail and you have to kind of, you know, taking time, like Susie said, to listen and to be still to go, I need to reroute and kind of regroup and recharge here and, and stay focused on, on what I'm doing. And that is just so hard, it, especially in our, like you said earlier, in our Western, um, you know, Christianity, because we have so many options out there. Well, yes, yes. Pat, well, I often it's... refer to the gospel as this upside down, backwards, inside out gospel. Um, <laughs> you know, if you want to be first, you have to be last. If you want to live, you have to die. And so there's these, these, these crazy concepts that seem to be in tension with each other. But one of them is, that's, that's upside down and backwards to me, is that the God of this universe that doesn't need us has said, you're the way I want to, to bring justice to the world. You're the way I want to, to display my love and grace and mercy. And that's why it goes back to this clarion call of us being light. I do think it keeps our laser focused. I'm going to treat that barista who's, who's making the coffee for me differently today if I remember that my call is to be a light in this world, not mm-hmm. to get my to-do list done for today, but mm-hmm. to be a light. And that, that is such a great point to realize. It's not about all the things that we do. It's, it's who's, what, what is God calling us to do that day, not our own personal agendas. And we do let our own personal agendas override what God is calling us to do. And, you know, it, it, when you put God first, the others will take place, you know, the, everything else yeah. will fall into place, but we, we don't think, we think we have to get our stuff in place first and foremost before, you know, God's. And we put it on the back burner and I am so guilty because it's like so many times you wake up and you go, I'll do that later. Even with, you know, a quiet time, some days I'm really good. And some days I'll go, I'll just do it later because it's not screaming at me. Yeah. Are you yeah. driving the car and you're praying and just saying, I give it to you, God. And then someone cuts, cuts you off and you're like, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I think this is a, I don't think your light was shining in that moment. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a great illustration. And it's probably because your focus uh, wasn't on being a light. It was on getting to your destination. Absolutely. Uh, so our focus, that's where we miss living out the gospel is when our well, focus. Talking about going to our destinations, we're going to have to go into our destination of a, of a commercial break. When we come <laughs> back, we're talking, staying focused with Pat McCullough. This 
Plus is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. All right, welcome back. We are talking with Pat McCullough today, and we've been talking about his new book that's coming out called Imagine 516, and what what it would look like if... um, if we really did live out and put into action Matthew 5.16. And, um, Pat, you, you were sharing with us yesterday. It was, it was actually kind of funny because we, we spent the, the day just kind of having big ideas and, and dreaming and um, trying to— He really to, helped us stay focused yesterday. Yes, he did. <laughs> if you would just follow us we around. We were imagining. We were dreaming and imagining and you were writing it down and then and giving us focus and was like, wow, you really do know how to eat that. Although we stalked you when you you left us to go to a restaurant with your friends and we ended up at the same restaurant Um, was a power of suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) But, But we want to just go back to some other significant things in your book on how do we really imagine and and live out Matthew 516. Yeah. Well, you know, and we talked about this yesterday. I I love in Philippians chapter 3, Paul talks about what he refers to as the enemies of the cross of Christ. In fact, he says he's writing with tears rolling down his cheeks. And at the end of verse 19, uh, he sums it up by saying their mind is on earthly things. The Greek word there is phronautis, which is where we get the word focus. And so Paul is saying their focus is on earthly things. And so when we're talking about this laser focus, the problem with these that had become enemies of the cross was that their focus was on the temporal things. The next verse, he says, it starts with but. I always tell people, look for the big buts in Scripture. Here's a big but. (laughs) But 
our citizenship is in heaven. In other words, he's saying keep your focus on what matters for us as Christ followers, to, to be lights, to recognize that it's about the kingdom of God. And, and that's a great point to, to remember because it is so easy to get distracted and out of focus and, and focus on what is here, like you said, the temporal and um, what is here on the earth because that seems more real to us so many times than the other. And it's like you really do have to know, for we're talking about a little bit, of, little bit about the absolute truth, which we don't even know in our society anymore what is, what is truth and what is absolute truth. And we have so compromised values and truth. And it just goes back to the basics of understanding Scripture, understanding what God says, and not what the opinions of man are, and, and, and taking time to listen to really, you know, think them through. We, we don't even like to take time to think things through. because we, You know, we stop short of that. And yeah. in your book, it's a great, you know, t- really does kind of take you on a journey to really think through some of these things. Yes, yes. Yeah, for in, in, instance, I love uh, Chapter 2 where we talk about Ignite, igniting the raw elements of what really makes us 516 followers of Jesus, and we name four of them. And one is passion. You know, we focus on this idea that nothing great in this world has ever been done without passionate people. Uh, the second one is power, um, that, that Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And so the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that's working in us. And just igniting that and recognizing that as we live our daily lives as Christ followers, we have that power. Igniting sacrifice. Again, it's that upside-down, backwards, inside-out gospel saying we didn't, we're not here to be served, but to serve, and igniting tribe. Uh, this idea that together we're stronger. You know that I've quoted this African proverb for years. It's one of my favorites. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. We need each other. And that's part of of igniting these raw elements that really make us these lights that God has called us to be. Well, and I want to go back to that. um, Nothing great in the world has ever happened without a a group of passionate people. And um, there's something to be said for that. I I think our society and our culture, we put so much emphasis in, in school with, you know, the power of of education and, and which, which I strongly, obviously, you know, that's, that's a neat gift that we, we have here that we can go to school and we can get educated. But um, sometimes we, we take the focus off of, really teaching our kids what to be passionate about. And um, there's one thing having the IQ. There's another thing having the EQ and then throw the EQ in with some passion and crazy things are going to get done. So um, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Like, having the, well, I the think, again, when we look throughout history, we see that people follow passionate people. It's part of leadership. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. isn't famous for a speech uh, titled, I Have a Strategy or I have a plan. It's, I have a dream. It was his passion that was coming out as he described this, this dream uh, of, of what could be, that a little black boy and a little black girl could drink from the same drinking fountain. And he was painting a passionate picture, and that's why people followed. Certainly strategy is important. Certainly plans are important. Uh, certainly competence is important. But that, people don't follow that. People follow passion. And that is such a good point. And, and passion, it can be very consuming. It, it, and it really does take over your being. When you are passionate about something, it is all-consuming many times. And, and you know when you have that passion when you, or when you're just kind of doing it. Passion comes from the heart and the soul. 
And if it's yeah. not coming from yeah. there, if it's just coming from the head, it, it, it really is lacking. Like you said, then it becomes strategy where Martin Luther King Jr., that was really from his heart and soul. And you could feel it. You can feel passion. Yes, yes. Well, and you yes. said it well, that it comes from the heart. You know, in Chapter 6, uh, it's titled Eyes Wide Open, and it's, it's really about us being these 516 followers. And, and we use this phrase, you know, 516 followers get it, believe it, and live it. It means that we serve God with our head, heart, and hands. And you just touched on that. You said it, it comes from the heart. It does. If everything we does, do is just coming from the head, people don't follow that. It has to be the head the heart, and the hands. It means that we get it, we believe it, and we live it. That's what it means to be followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, we're, we're writing this down because you're, you're giving us so many tips. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we are on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're back to how we, how we usually brainstorm with you. <laughs> well, okay, well, you but- know, too, that um, along these lines of, of passion, you remember we, we had um, some teams years ago that we were part of together, and one of the phrases that we were hearing was, um, you guys are passionate, but you're not competent. And, yeah. and the, the downside of that, again, I know there's importance to competence. Uh, it, it's, a, it's essential. But if you take passion out of an organization, if you take passion out of a church, if you take passion out of a relationship, uh, what, what are you left with? And so that's where we see it's really the raw elements of what it means to be 516 disciples of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a good point for us, too. And this goes into a whole other segment, but to understand each other's temperaments. Because someone who is a strategist, who is very analytical, sometimes they don't see the value in the passion. And then someone that is very passionate and a big idea person, sometimes they don't see the value in the analytical one. And, and that's yeah. why you can't do it alone. That's why it really does take teams. And God wants us to, to do this. He, you know, he sent, he sent out the disciples in two because you can, you can complete each other with, um, with having the passion and having the analytical thought process. Um, but you really can't, you can't do one without the other. Exactly. Well, and, this- and that's why when we talk about the raw elements in chapter two, tribe is one of them. You have mm-hmm. to have a group of people around you with the same mission or you're not going to go anywhere. Uh, another one of my favorite African proverbs is uh, many spider webs can tie up a lion. One can't, mm-hmm. but many could. But we need each other, as you said. Okay, again, we're writing, as you said. That. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is so true. We, we, and we tend to, because so many times when you're in leadership and when you're leading, it is easier to just run ahead and do it yourself and get it done because you can just get it done. And, and so sometimes that becomes our tendency instead of really working together and mm-hmm. infusing and igniting each other and letting each, each person use their gifts and strengths. I, I want to go back to that passion thing a little bit because so many times we, uh, you can start down a path and you know somebody says something or something happens and it gets you off track and it discourages you and all of a sudden you can find that I'm, I'm losing my passion here, but yeah. I know I'm passionate, but I'm, I'm not feeling it as much because of discouragement or doubt or, or whatever. How your, your do balloon you, just got deflated. Yeah, how do you, how do you keep that passion alive and ignited? Well, this is where it goes back to what your former guest said. And I, I loved it where she talks about just the self-awareness or understanding how God made us. That's why we use the phrase with, Imagine 516, imagine the potential if you live that out. It will look different for each of us because God has gifted us differently. He's given us different uh, uh, passions. 
if you will. I, I was just teaching, because I'm a speaker, I was just teaching someone the, the other day about speaking and, and preaching, and one of the things I said to them is, what makes a great sermon is focused passion. If it's just passion, you may be all over the place and you're losing your audience. If it's just focused with no passion, people are falling asleep, falling asleep 10 minutes into it. But when you take focused passion, that's, that's where you start igniting something. That's where you start seeing people coming alive. And I think it's the same for us in our individual life. My focused passion uh, will look a little different than yours, maybe, because God has, has gifted us differently. We have different personalities. But that's the beauty of how God made us. Uh, because now we're going to reach a community, we're going to reach our cities, we're going to reach our nation and our world uh, when we combine those passions. Well, and it really goes back, you know, we're talking today about what is your laser focus and, and being able to identify truth. And, you, you know, we, we just scratched about absolute truth, but it really is about staying focused. And, and, uh, and what you just said is, is really powerful about focus, passion. We've talked about passion. And we all want to know that we make a difference, that we matter, and that what we do has impact. But we do get off course easily, and it really comes back to to staying the course and having that um, focused passion that really is contagious with other people and realizing we can't do it alone. We have to rally those tribes around us continually just for even for encouragement because you know the discouragement does come and so we, we just appreciate you just help just a reminding a reminder again and even with your book excited to read it and let people know that it's out there imagine 516 and helping you stay focused and understanding truth and how it relates to your focus so in in the one minute we have left what is what is one tip you just want to leave our listeners with pat well, first of all, I would just say that the, the launch date for a book is May 16th, 516. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So if they wanted to get that, they could go to uh, Amazon, um, you know, middle of May, 516. Here's what I would, would leave, again, is what Jesus says, how the message paraphrases it in the beginning of Matthew chapter 5 when he speaks about salt and light. He says, let me tell you why you are here. Uh, the purpose that you and I are on this earth is to be lights, to point people toward the God of this universe. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds, the ultimate goal, and praise your Father in heaven. That's why we're here, not to get a to-do list done today, but to be light. And thank you for, for reminding us of our focus, to be light. We want to challenge each one of you. What does it look like this day to you, for you to live with laser focus? We'll be back next time. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the 